0: You are listening to the Fantasy Joes podcast, your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Trey Barrett, Will Greenwood, and Ryan Livergood.
1: That's right, we're the Fantasy Joes. I am at Roto Library, and Ryan Livergood joining me this evening, as always, from the beautiful Pillow Palace in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's Will the Thrill.
0: Greenwood, everybody! Just watching Lamar Donald run for a, what, 46-yard scamper into the end zone, putting (laughs) on some moves. That was quite the interesting opening drive to this game, everybody. We're recording on Thursday, if you didn't know already. And uh, Jets-Broncos, it hasn't been boring yet. So that's neither here nor there. You'll have watched that game. But I just think (laughs) the fact that Sam Darnold ran for, like, a 46-yard score, did a little okey-doke, did a little fake slide, uh, and then – he got hit hard later, Ryan, and, and Troy Aikman was like, he for sure broke his collarbone, and he didn't, so.
1: <laughs> well, uh, it, it, it just because show – I think this is a game that I, I have watched very little of it, but I, I think it, it just reminds you that what we talked about in the show before, Will, that I, I think Sam Darnold's a really talented player, and it would be great to see him in a different situation, but his situation in New York is just so bad with the Jets, so um, it's good to see him have some splash plays, and I, I really – would like to see him get um, a better situation and maybe turn on his career if he could, but uh, we'll see. That's probably not gonna um, anyway, going to happen. Anyway,
0: as with everybody in a bad situation, we just hope he gets traded to the Niners. <laughs> Why does awesome. it one Get traded to the Niners running back one, get traded to the night. Come on Niners. You got the cap space. Let's go.
1: And they, and they got some, some openings for some starters because everyone seems to be hurt. Although I guess they're getting healthier. Maybe, maybe George Kittle's going to be back this week. So that's exciting for them. well, let's talk about week three even though we're well into week four with this thursday night game since we're a day late but um you know we got moments of letdowns from week three i'd like to call the moments of the week the nick Foles moments of the week because uh, my my bear fandom is going to come out and not that this is fantasy relevant but nick Foles. He can actually like run the whole playbook <laughs> for Matt Nagy's system. So it's, it's, um, the t-
0: it's the Tyler Rocket moments of the week.
1: Okay, fine. Uh, Rocket Lockett moments of the week. <laughs> Is that what you want to do? Okay. So what are your uh, what, what are some of your uh, uh, Tyler Lockett moments of of week three?
0: Well, uh, one. Ryan, I think that we need to choose. We should just start pronouncing it season instead of season, since we're going to abbreviate it in our show sheet as S E N or S E Z N every time. So it's it's a uh, one, it's Mo Cox season. Very happy about that. Not a uh, massive usage or anything like that, but don't you just want Mo Kyle Cox to be good? Isn't yeah. it more fun? Again, as we talked about it last time, fantasy is more fun when a guy like Mo Cox is good. Uh, Ryan, my worst uh, team in my entire repertoire of leagues in the Konami code. It actually finished third in overall scoring, but it was only away by a couple points. And uh, that, that team started Tyler Eifert, Robert Tanyan, yeah greg uh, greg ward um my only running back was jarek mckinnon that's the one where it's a contract with everybody where i'm just stuck because of this drew Brees tom Peretti strategy that has just backfired massively but anyway uh i won when i'm supposed to be losing so it's a higher low but it's just kind of funny i love fantasy for these types of reasons because that team sucks and it dominated <laughs>
1: Yeah. Aren't you, you're, and you're right there, like in playoff contention after, you know, we played what, like one or two doubleheaders, but aren't you like three and one or something like that?
0: I'm two, I think I'm two and two, two and two, but either, maybe three and one, but either way, it doesn't, it shouldn't matter because I I don't want to be, this team is supposed to to be bad. I mean, you start, Ron, you start Robert Tanya and Tyler Eifert. I think Jimmy Graham was the other one. And all of a sudden you have a whole starting lineup worth of points right there.
1: Yeah, well it's been one of those years. I, I started in um I think our welcome everything is fine league that we're in. I started Jeff Wilson Jr. and uh and Barrios, the wide receiver for the Jets and I, and I won. You know, like like that's my yeah. lineup was so bad. I was like, "Oh god, I'm going to get crushed this weekend." I mean, I've got some studs like Patrick Mahomes which helps, but but you know what I mean? Like like we're all doing that. So you you see some weird lineups with all the injuries. I mean, we've just we're missing so many studs. But, and, on, was, you know, uh, yeah go ahead
0: no go ahead we should know every year when jeff wilson comes into play you start him you start every time jeff wilson's in the starting lineup basically
1: that's all yeah. he does is score
0: touchdowns and produce it's crazy it is
1: crazy it took it took the it took garbage time and i put that as one of my moments after nick Foles, uh the jeff wilson jr garbage time production because it was late well it wasn't looking so good but it, yeah but it happened late and that's what what we needed um
0: I don't care where the fantasy points are scored. It doesn't matter. The week, at the end of the week. When making predictions for the future, I care.
1: <laughs> but that week, I don't. And then the other guy who I think is going to have a big week for as well, Mike Davis, waiver wire hero. I think people that were able to pick him up off the waiver wire, and, and that's in some dynasty leagues too, because he was out there in a few dynasty leagues, some shower leagues. Uh, they're going to be happy because he, he produced. I, I think he's going to continue to produce again. So I, yeah, I thought he, that Mike he, Davis had a nice showing. He's going to be fine. And that's more than you can ask for in this kind of
0: scenario, right? Like he's going to be, you're going to be, you're going to be okay. He's not probably, he's not going to put up those donuts. You know, he's going to probably be double digit point score in PPR leagues every week that he's in, as long as he stays healthy. Cause he's been using the past game heavily and that team sucks. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, another thing, Ryan is the, the fun quarterback play this season with Mahomes and Russell Wilson and even our co-hated player, I guess, Josh Allen left off the top 12 uh he has has well he has a Jekyll and Hyde aspect to him yeah but if he keeps the good side going uh he we we are gonna I'm gonna I mean I'm for sure gonna have egg on my face from my quarterback which is totally fine and I and I hope that he turns into this just like star because we want the more star quarterbacks we can have in the NFL spreading the ball around creating more fantasy pass catchers the better that's what that's perfect all the quarterbacks are is good is all these guys. So,
1: yeah, it's been fun to see these guys. Uh, some of these guys just have these huge starts. I mean, uh, several guys have huge starts to the season. Um, and, and, yeah, I, I like that, that Josh Allen is balling out. We'll, we'll see if it will continue. I, I think it's too early to say. But I've, I've seen some things on Twitter, for example. Uh, well, you know, Josh Allen for Lamar Jackson. You know, I just think it's a little too early for that. Lamar Jackson had one bad game. Let's not, you know, get crazy. i i not really Lamar-
0: hating on Lamar Jackson, by the way.
1: Yeah, but it's – I guess it's because of that Monday night game that everyone saw. But, uh, l- listen, he's – and maybe as an NFL quarterback, he'll never be one of the elites. But for fantasy, you got – that guy's a stud. Don't don't, don't overthink it. You, you want Lamar Jackson on your fantasy roster, you know? And, Ryan, ripping – just just ripping it to Judy right now in the game. Sorry for the little
0: distraction there. But Jared Judy's looking Good. We know
1: Judy's good bit but Ripon, I mean I, it's a, the Jets so, so I don't want to you know get, get too excited but No you need to
0: overreact about anything. everything. Yeah, yeah. Right Ripon. now in the in the I'm moment. I'm so
1: excited. You picked up Ripon in your leagues man. I He's spent so much fab
0: on Driscoll. <laughs> oh my goodness, I am a dumb person. I was going to say other words but we'll leave those out for tonight. Uh also Ryan, another week for me and in my Redraft leagues another Kamara just basically save. Uh Alvin Kamara. Ooh. Ooh. Monster
1: Ooh. year. So, Number so one far. overall
0: pick right now in redraft leagues. If you did it
1: right now, hey. hey uh, along those lines, just just quickly, is is he a sell candidate? And the only reason I ask is because when uh, you know when Michael Thomas comes back, he's not going to get the same passing volume. I mean, he's going to have a great year and, and and be a top five fantasy running back for sure. But I, I don't think these numbers are going to stay where they are. Um, so you, you what what do you think about that? Do
0: I, think I don't. Could... Know. I think it depends on how good Drew Brees is going to be the rest of the year. If he can't, if Drew Brees doesn't have the arm talent that he that he can push it down the field more towards and I know Michael Thomas has never been a huge downfield receiver but even like those 20 30 yard throws, if he's not able to do that, and Mike Thomas isn't going to be 100% for a few more weeks. So it might be right if you're not a competing team, you should be shopping tomorrow right now for the house you know, you should just get uh, in a dynasty. league, You should be getting as much as you can, but you don't have Kamara on that team anyway, because you sold him before the season. started. you, Kamara isn't a, a player that is on non-competing teams. I just,
1: yeah, he's true. a hard,
0: that's why he's hard for me to really say he's a sell candidate. Cause if you're winning with Kamara and you have a good team, I, I wouldn't change it. It's, you're seeing Pete Kamara and what he can do. And it's not, he, he, it's, he looks pretty quarterback agnostic right now. Like even that 52 yarder last week was just a thing of beauty. Yeah, it was like it was, music. Yeah. Yeah. And it had nothing to do with the quarterback play.
1: Yeah, he's he's very talented. He is so talented, especially as a as a pass catcher. It, it just it just when he gets an open field, he he makes magic happen. Um, okay, let's get into our letdowns. So um, you know, we could call letdowns. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, who who? who oh, I'll call him Joe
0: Watergate Mixon. the
1: Joe Mixon and that's a good one because and he's a guy that we're going to talk about later when we talk about our tweets um so yeah let's go with our our our, our Joe Mixon
0: uh Joe Watergate Mixon
1: right there we go or or even 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 let downs of the first three weeks because he's he's a guy that's disappointing so many people but um what what about you what are your what What has
0: Joe Mixon made people happy by the time Joe Mixon was doing stuff last year he wasn't you were probably out of contention anyway if you, like if he was a big piece of your core in your dynasty yeah. league team. Uh, that's, again, what we talked about in the offseason and kind of what that is. And I, I just don't like it because they're wasting Joe Mixon. He's still uber talented. You can still see everything he can do. Then it makes it sad. That's why it's a letdown. My first one, Ryan, is the weekly uh, J.J. Arcego Whiteside uh, watch. He still is terrible.
1: So, thanks, thanks for the update. Yeah, we we'll have
0: around. that every week, Ryan. And I, I'm guessing that it's going to stay in the letdowns week over week. But we, we will eventually call it the
1: j Jaw letdown of the week.
0: Yeah, and it, every time it'll just be it'll be Jaw. Like that's just, it's just it. Like he, I don't, he, there can't be a more wide open opportunity for him to really flash now, uh, yeah. even including last week. And now with Goddard going down but it's not it's not looking good right not looking good that
1: yeah not looking good at all it's probably not happening
0: I'm also by the way is rugs being out i really want to see rugs again
1: yeah and i think rugs is important needless to say or maybe maybe it is not needless to say for that oakland or oakland darn it las vegas offense because i think it's going to help Darren waller even more i think it's going to free him up to get open and um, it, it, yeah, he, he's going to be fun to see not only what he can do, but how he might be able to open up that Oakland offense. If that is, Oh, I did it again. That Las Vegas offense. <laughs> if it's, if it's possible. Um And we both, you know, it's funny. Cause you know, for my letdowns, we both have a shared one and we probably didn't miss it. Cause, but I think it's worth saying twice, the Eagles being such a bummer on offense. I, I mean, well, their week three was horrible. They lost Dallas Goddard uh, for a little while Carson Wentz continues to be pretty horrible overall. Um, Although I guess his fantasy day wasn't, wasn't, uh, you know, it could have been worse and and you, you tie with Cincy, you know, I I mean, that that's, that's not good. I mean, this was a team that I think a lot of people expected and they could some like the playoffs because the NFC least is what the the leader in the clubhouse is the Cowboys, right? Like lead the division maybe tied with Washington.
0: I don't even care about them making the playoffs. Let's get some more fantasy-relevant teams, NFC East. Ugh, it's so frustrating. The Eagles piece is like, Deshaun Jackson is a late-round pick you were stoked about coming into the year. You were happy wherever you got him, and you were like, yes, at least I'm going to have a couple weeks out of him. Let's go, and it sucks. Ertz hasn't really been that great. He's had like a touchdown, but his targets and yards have been down. Goddard flashed, had had a big game, and then now he's out. Uh, And let's just say... I have some opinions about my boy Greg Ward, though. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we'll we'll say that for later. (laughs) It's Um, actually that he takes over at quarterback. Have you seen his college quarterback (laughs) stats at Houston? They're insane.
1: Yeah, no, the Eagles are led down. And then I also put on here my my last thing is the Baltimore Ravens. I think that's just a blip, though. But they were and show up they were out coach out play They it just they just did not look very good yeah, um oh
0: man right in that game when john harbaugh had his mask down yelling in the ref's face i wanted like i i thought that he should just be escorted out like you would <laughs> so the reason you wear a mask is to protect other people it's not for you it's for other people and just the blatant disrespect of that you know i know it wasn't a great call but i don't care it just is like it, 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 it blows my mind like
1: don't 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 let's not go on the tangent um Maybe that's we'll we'll come back to the mass right, right, thing right, with right. um, But but yeah, I mean we we've already seen that you know um, I, I, we don't know what happened exactly with, with Tennessee, but you know considering all the cases that keep popping up with that team, they're not going to play in week four. Um, it, Which is, it's, I think it will just
0: be like a buy for them. I think they'll make that game yeah. up week seven or eight. Like it's not oh, going to be a huge.
1: They'll game. figure it out. I, and yeah. I, I, you know it's hopefully. It's just confined to the Titans and they get it under control and it's a wake up call for everyone. Just, just kind of like what happened with MLB with, with the Marlins and the Cardinals, you know, they, they, (laughs) you know, I mean, it took those things for teams, I think really to, to figure it out and realize, okay, we, 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 we can't get too casual in our off time. We've got, we've got to follow these protocols to a T and if you don't.
0: They they both made the playoffs, the Marlins, Marlins and Cardinals.
1: That's. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Um, I wish they didn't. from Yeah. Well, anyway, um, he thinks he made it into the the playoffs. So, like you know, half the teams of baseball seem like are in this year. But okay, anyway, um, let's get to the fantasy Joe's tweets of the week, if we can. Will mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um, I, I I decided to hide some of this tweet from you in the show sheet because I want to see if you can figure out what Twitter says about this. So this is from Fantasy, or excuse me, Fantasy Dynasty Jeff at Fantasy GMS11. Uh, is Dynasty G off? For everybody else, G- well, is it Jeff or Geoff? Well, it's, pro- uh, it's pronounced
0: Jeff, but it should be Geoff. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right,
0: remember Jeff? That do you ever play Tony Hawk's Pro Skater on like Nintendo 64 at all when you were younger? I did not know. Oh, uh, I forget, it was Jeff something, but he had his special move. I should know his last name, and I'm sorry, but I don't. But it, he had the dark slide, it's where you grind on the, on the top side of the skateboard. Oh, it's the coolest.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. That was a highly rated game, but I, I did I did not get into it, unfortunately. But um anyway, Dynasty lost? My Loss, Dynasty Overreaction or not, question mark poll. D- who do you want more in a dynasty startup, Will Greenwood? Joe Mixon or James Robinson? And he went on to tag a bunch of people. Um Dynasty Overreaction or not, poll. Who do you want more in a dynasty startup? Joe Mixon or James Robinson? Uh, I I assume that this, especially look at the people that he tagged that they
0: slapped this back in his face and said, it's clearly James, no, Joe Mixon. Uh, I think, so let's say James Robinson, his ceiling Ryan, is it, uh, uh, is, 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 is it Philip Lindsay or is he, does he have a higher ceiling than Philip Lindsay? He just came off that two touchdown game against Miami. His, you know, his highlight bias right now is through the roof. And that's where this comes from. Yeah. Uh, I think it's not close in talent and overall value and dynasty uh, on the Joe Mixon side, but I don't think that this, this is a good question to to consider of how you can maybe make a move with a guy like James Robinson, who's popping early and you might lose out. You, there's a chance that James Robinson stays good and, and bucks the, what would be the statistical or the, the analytical side of it says like James is a UDFA, his path to continued production is, is long and hard so it is i still I still think easily is joe mixon
1: oh yeah I, I me too, I mean, it's not even a question for me um uh, what what do you think Twitter said though uh like eighty six percent joe mixon only sixty six percent joe mixon thirty four percent James Robinson, eight hundred and fifty votes i I think that's wild um and, and listen, James Robinson has looked really good, but it's it's definitely a recency bias and, and it is a tough road for him to travel. Uh, you know, it, it, it maybe 2020 is a decent year. Maybe running back two, he finishes running back two. I could see that, but I think beyond this year, it's just a big question mark. I think you nailed it, Will. I think Philip Lindsay is kind of a good, like the best case scenario for him. Like you know, he he you know he he catches on with that team and he shares the backfield with someone else and he's you know maybe a running back too. So I, I'm with you. But Joe Mixon, don't forget about the upside. How old is Joe Mixon? He's still you know like seventeen. Kind of a yeah, <laughs> but I think he's like 23, 24. Sign that extension. That Cincinnati offense—they're—they're going to get some offensive linemen eventually. They're going to get better, and I think starting <laughs> start, starting in twenty twenty one, good offensive line. Mix is really good. um I, I just think I—you I, know—if you—if you watch them at all, I think the offensive line holds them back so much. And um yeah, well, and and Burrow,
0: makes- Burrow will get better too. And I think you see a lot of rookie quarterbacks aren't like checkdown heroes if they're the plays aren't called for passes to the running back. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Burrow and he's also just running for his life. And there's there's plays that Mixon aren't in. There's like odd times when Gio Bernard is like sniping some good fantasy opportunities. And those that's not a forever thing. I do think Joe Mixon with his contract, he's good for the next three years. And James Robinson might win you oh, like next week versus Joe Mixon, maybe. But in the future, yeah, it's just not. He's never gonna have that backfield to himself. He's not. The thing is, James Robinson has looked fine. I I don't think. Anything that we've seen from Jay Robinson shows that he is a special talent. I don't think James Robinson is special. Joe Mixon has some very special and unique and top level, like top, you know, one percentile or top, sorry, top 99 percentile talents on the field. And for what it's worth, Joe Mixon with his character flaws coming into the league has stayed very clean. Yep. And you've only heard good things about Joe Mixon. And I, I really appreciate and can respect the man for changing his life around.
1: Nice. Well Well said. Well said. Well, let's move on to the next segment here uh, players under the radar to trade for now. you put this in the sheet a, a discussion here on some some guys that you know we're one to make moves we're we're three weeks in we're, we're starting to see, okay, is this team a contender are we not? Um, maybe we need to get some guys to to fill in for some injuries that we we, we all have <laughs> yeah <laughs> so what what are you what are your thoughts about this?
0: So, Ryan, these are those teams that you're kind of searching in your leagues for rosters that were maybe after week four, and you've heard this and we go into it, and none of these guys have popped yet. And the way way this question came up in my mind is, because I don't – Ryan, we've been doing this for a while now, for actually a pretty good long while, and doing this a lot. But I can't think of a time that I've really evaluated it this way. Like, at this point in the year, when we haven't had key running back injuries with clear handcuffs, like, come up, is this a time to go and trade for those guys? Is it now a time to move? Is it is 2021 like, like you know, you, you send a second and you get like, you know, Tony Pollard in their third back or those kind of swaps? Like the Chase Edmonds, uh, AJ Dillon, even who hasn't even really seen the field or done anything, his values decreased almost immediately, at least in the, like in the, I feel like the, the general like public's opinion because Aaron Jones has been so good. Alexander Madison is another one. Anybody who's like a young cuff what do you think about trying to move for those players this time of year? I'm, I'm, I'm going to start doing it after this week. So after we have a, you know, we're a quarter of the way through the season and nothing has happened. Are people going to start getting a little bit desperate?
1: Are you talking about like so you're the Zeke owner and, and you should go out and get Tony Pollard. Or are you just talking about just getting these cuffs in general, just having your,
0: I think, nice? I think in general, I think yeah. if you're competing, if you're, you know, after this week, even two and two, three and one, but your squad's pretty good, but you have some fragility at running back. That getting making a move for somebody like this could really change your future for the rest of the year. These guys could be key players on your team. Maybe not, maybe not Dylan, because that could be more of a committee, but just trying to capitalize on the devaluation of these guys because they haven't done like they've just been bench players and they'll be a bench player this week. Nobody's starting them.
1: Yeah, no, I I think that's a great idea. I mean, I, most of my dynasty rosters, I've already got a lot of these guys on my bench because that's how I like to build my teams. I like to load up at the running back position and and be you know lean and mean at wide receivers. So, but yeah, I, I think there are some really good targets here uh, and, and guys that that certainly are, are nice lottery tickets. So so for sure, and and a guy like AJ Dillon, he probably doesn't fit in this conversation. I think he's an excellent buy candidate right now. Cause there are some people like you and me that, you know, went into our rookie drafts and it was a target of ours, but there are some many dynasty leagues where the person has AJ Dillon just kind of has him because they thought, okay, this is the best value on the board. And if they're not getting any production from him, you know, if you, you want to get production from your rookie running back, generally speaking. So I, I, I love that idea of, of trying to pick up AJ Dillon because I think he's very acquirable. I, I just get the impression. I mean, they're, they're going to be owners like you or me that don't want to give him up because we see his future. But for for those other ones, yeah, I, I love it. I love that. It, idea. It, it could also be a
0: time even Ryan, a guy like Antonio Gibson after this week when they play the Ravens, assuming he doesn't do anything, he's had those couple of touchdowns, which is if you know, you've had to play him, he's kind of done some okay things, but he's not, I don't think he's that like, he's not that first round value anymore. Is he like, I, I just don't know right now. What do you think?
1: I think people still value him that way. I mean, even though the Washington Redskins offense is horrible, I think, I think it was, he's still probably a tough guy to acquire. Al- although I think, you know, going into week one, a-, a very difficult player to acquire, but now I, I, I'm sure his value has gone down a little bit with some owners that have him. So I, I think it's certainly worth an ask. Um, I-, I, one of the things I put on the list, cause you were talking about rookie underperformers um, kind of transitioning here. Um, I think Denzel Mims, the wide receiver for the Jets, who hasn't seen any time because he's been injured. I, I, a guy like him, yes. Uh, once again, every league, there's going to be an owner that maybe targeted him and they have, and they're not going to give him up. But I, I think he's one of those guys that a lot of people have him, and they didn't necessarily want him, but he fell to them, you know, late second round, early third. And, and he's probably a guy that a contender would would give up to to get a piece that would help them now.
0: So he's a guy yeah. who comes to mind. Yeah, I, th- I think I think Mims was like mid second, right? Like he wasn't slipping to third rounds. Probably, I mean, probably not. But so it just depends, like where you want to like. If you could move your future second for Mims now, I I, I kind of like that because the draft class next year, I think it's going to be a pretty hard evaluation going into it with the way that these this season is going to go in the for the college football year. And I know that there are some some stacked pieces. I don't think the running back class is nearly as good. Uh, a lot of the running backs that are being touted are for they're, they're in their fourth year. You know, they're not three year. Come out as soon as they can, guys. Right. And I think that's a big red flag for running backs, uh, except for maybe Travis Etienne, who wanted to try to go and win another national championship. But like, you know, Hubbard, I, I, that's not going as planned. <laughs> for you know, like, uh, there's yeah, yeah, he's not having a know, good year. You know, th- I mean, Oklahoma State, they should be so much better with the booster. W- was it uh, T Boone Pickens or whatever? That's right. Uh, that team should be winning national championships, and those players should all be driving around in Bentleys, and like that. That team should be better.
1: <laughs> yeah, there should be sh-
0: some really friendly handshakes going on in the background and it's just not happening.
1: Yeah. Um, a- any other, um, under air players to trade for now? I mean, we're kind of talking about rookie, you know, rookie players, second year players.
0: Yeah. It's the time to start capitalizing when rookies are out or younger players that are going to be out for the season and we're just disappointed in them. I mean, I think Rager, that was on a team, that was a late first, you know, that that team didn't move their first and their contender this year is, is a way to capitalize. If you have some running back asset, like a James Robinson type of asset for, for, you know, Jalen Rager, if they had, you know, Saquon and they don't want to move Saquon, but they have a guy like Rager, you could move James Robinson their way. That helps them. That helps your future. Those types of moves are the ones you need to look for when you're trying to to tank while still, you know, you still have to put a starting roster out there and you still have to put your best starting roster out there in good faith in most leagues. I mean, I think that's the, the, the way dynasty league should be played, but there's a way to like strategically lose games.
1: Yeah. And and also remember, you know, especially with all these injuries we're having um, that's why I don't like to move veterans in, in the off season, unless I, I mean, sometimes I just get excited before rookie drafts and I do it, but now's a good time to move your, um, you know Emmanuel Sanders, Julian Edelman's of the world. Um, yeah, well, especially after they've had a big week. You know, um, uh, you know when the Michael Thomas news came out, I was able to move um, Emmanuel Sanders into the League for a second round pick, um, which, which I thought was a good, which I thought was a good move. Yeah, it was mean, um, It
0: was, was very mean of you to do that to that person.
1: Well, they they, they got some production after, kidding, know, they, the week after. Wanted, but the... Yeah,
0: trades <laughs> are a two way street.
1: Yeah, yeah, trades are two way street. So th- those guys, you know, veterans that produce. I I think you you know you know you can get a second round pick for guys like that. I mean I think that's the way to go. I mean it depends on your team. Obviously if you're a contender you might want to keep Edelman around to plug him in, but uh, but otherwise I, I think uh, you know that, that, those yeah are kind of, like, another another trade for
0: target at this point in time right? I think for a contender moving rest of the year if you've had some injury issues I think Marvin Jones has is, is underperformed quite a bit and still has a good year left in him.
1: Yeah, I, I I like that I like that call a lot. Um, and you know, Detroit has just had kind of a, a rough start, and and I think that it's just with Galladay back. I think that yeah. offense oh, is going to open up. And-
0: Marvin Jones, he's just he's not a he's not a number one receiver. He's he's a Tyler Boyd, you know, like type type of guy where he's he's going to give you more production when there's an alpha out there taking the best coverage. Yeah, Marvin Jones is an alpha.
1: I don't think that's shocking
0: news to anybody.
1: <laughs> and I love Marvin Jones, right? And you know my obsession with alpha wide receivers. Yes. Uh, Yes, we do. We know your obsession. Hey, Will, are you ready to move into our week four hot, bowl spicy takes?
0: Yeah. You want to do a quick recap of last week?
1: Oh, you know, I do. Um, I think we
0: should do this just so, one, we're accountable to our bad takes each and every week. Yeah. And uh, mine was that Derrick Henry goes for 200 yards over the Vikings. I don't think – that I think that he could have if they really dedicated it. Uh, they made some mistakes in that game and let the Vikings hang around. Even so, that my, my little brother, you know, born and raised in Minnesota, huge Vikings fan, texted me <laughs> near the Navy. He just goes, I hate sports. And I was like, no, man, this is a good thing. Let's go 0 16 Let's get Trevor Lawrence. I'm still on this train. Uh, the Vikings should only score and win games when J.J. or White whiteside becomes a thing. Those things have to be uh, correlated and causational somehow. So that's the only way I want the Vikings to do well. So anyway, so that did happen. And then, Ryan, you went with Juju for a 200-yard week. Yeah, that didn't happen. And Deontay Johnson even went down. So I yeah, was I was gonna kids. say it's
1: like if 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 there, if there was a week for it to happen. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. We we um you know we we threw out those takes out there and um they didn't work, but hey. Yeah. Another
0: uh, epic 0 3 showdown happening this week, Ryan. It's the Vikings and Texans.
1: Yeah, baby. Who do you like in that one, Will? Uh, I I'm probably taking the Texans. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I will too. But but who knows. Um, okay. So this is a reminder. Um, we, we, ass- we, assign our, our takes, uh, one of five heat levels. You got banana pepper on the low end, jalapeno, habanero, ghost pepper, or the almighty Carolina Reaper. So, um, I, I don't know if other one of us has Carolina Reaper takes this week. Will, but, but, um, I, I think they're still pretty hot. Do, do you want me to go first? Or you want to go first? Uh, you go first, Ryan. All right. So this week, I was, I was looking at the schedule, and I, I, I couldn't help but continue to to look at that showdown between the Miami Dolphins and the Seattle Seahawks. And that's a, it's a twelve o'clock game. Uh, Seattle they're they're going down to Miami, um, going to the Heat. Um, Bienvenido, al Miami, Seattle uh, Seahawks. So the Seahawks they are six and a half point favorites. Uh, the over under is fifty three point five. I think this game's gonna be a shootout. I think we're gonna see the over. I think we're going to see both QBs go for 300 plus yards and at least three passing TDs. And I think the Miami Dolphins beat the Seattle Seahawks this week. Will. I love the, I love the trap game call here too, uh,
0: because the, you know, the West coast traveling to the East coast, it'll be technically 10 AM in Seattle when this game kicks off for them. And uh, Orion, I have in a league, one of my bigger, you know, redraft leagues. Uh, I I am going to start, I'm going to start Ryan Fitzpatrick because Oh, Ryan yeah. Tannehill will be out.
1: Um, yeah, I'm starting him in a couple of places this week, uh, Fitzpatrick.
0: I'm a little scared because it has a little rain cloud on Yahoo. I don't think that's really going to affect anything <laughs> or, or maybe not even happen. But I hate I hate that thing. I hate it with a passion. I wish Miami had a dome because then all games should be played in domes so it's easier for me to predict weather in those games. But anyway, uh, Ryan, I think <sighs> – I'm gonna go Ghost Pepper because I refuse to give this the Carolina Reaper, even though I it probably deserves it. But both because I feel like if if Miami wins, Fitzpatrick's gonna have to go for over 300 yards, right? Like, yeah, there's just no way. I think no, I'm gonna I, stick with Ghost Pepper. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't think it's like quite bold if you said like Fitzpatrick threw for five touchdowns. If you want to add that in there, it'll be Carolina Reaper, but.
1: No, I, I was trying to go a little less bold because my Carolina Reaper hotball spicy takes have, have, have failed. So this, this was essentially a little less spicy. But, but I, I, no, I think Ghost Pepper is appropriate for this, this call. It, it would be a pretty tremendous upset. But I, I just think that Seattle defense, too, the, the secondary, I, I just – oh, man, I, I think Miami can attack that. And they just got to score more than Seattle. I think the, the, the big challenge for the Dolphins, of course, I mean, <laughs> right. can they slow down Can they slow down Russell Wilson and, and, and the Seahawks? And the cl- probably, they probably can't. The classic, you got to score more points than the other team <laughs> to win the game. Uh all right, well, so let's hear your
0: hot bowl supposed to take for week four. So Eagles traveling to the Niners. Niners are seven-point favorite. Over under is only at 46. So not 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 too high scoring of a game. Uh, I think that's like what of an implied total uh of pretty low for the Eagles. But I'm gonna go Eagles take out the Niners and turn it around. I think our Niners are also susceptible right now to a loss. And then that my boy uh Greg Ward, and I just kind of put this as a random number above 125, but Greg Ward. It's going to go for 127 yards and a tutty.
1: So, Will, I think – saying so, this is on Sunday Night Football, so we're all going to get a chance to see it. You I know. know. I'm so excited. Great
0: word, primetime. Everybody's going to see <laughs> what I've been seeing for years.
1: <laughs> so, h- here's the thing. I-, I think that the call of the Eagles over the Niners, especially since the Niners are starting Nick Mullins, not so hot. That, by itself – probably abanera ghost pepper however when you add greg ward to the mix going for 127 yards and a touchdown that makes this a carolina reaper my friend because that uh, I is thinking, i thought high. about
0: pushing it to 150 greg ward is the man oh do you want to do that no, <laughs> no leave it with i'm he's already saying. there
1: because okay you want to know his career um high I, I, um, in terms of yardage
0: yeah are you are we including college
1: no, no, we're not in clinic. Oh, dang it, <laughs> dang it, right? I
0: bet it's like, I bet it's like 250 yards.
1: His career high in a game. It was Week Three against Cincinnati just last week. That 23-23 tie. Um, he had 11 targets, eight receptions, and 72 yards, mm. with one touchdown. So he's going to double that yardage. La- la- although last last year, you know, in a game where he only had five targets, he got four for 71. Uh, against Dallas. So I'm telling you right now, it's Greg Ward says, in,
0: and it's time to put him in the starting lineups, everybody. He has shown with his massive mitts, around. He has massive mitts. You got to love this guy. It's Greg Ward Jr.
1: All right. Greg Ward, <laughs> Car- Carol- actually, Carolina- Greg, Carolina- Greg Ward
0: Sr. is actually the only fan allowed in the stadium, <laughs> assuming that greg ward senior, i don't know anything about him but i think he's gonna be there
1: we can only hope we can only hope we can see his son and um you know uh with all the glory go for 127 or
0: if you know if they decide sam Darnold's not playing very well guess where guess what greg ward played in college early on quarterback
1: (laughs) all right two minute warning will what 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 you got uh i'm just
0: so excited actually the greg ward hype training that should begin and exist. And maybe don't start him because my hot takes haven't been that great, but I am starting him in every league that I've picked up, Greg Ward, except for the one league we have, Ryan, of Darwinism. Uh, one, I wanna get your opinion, Ryan. So I traded Saquon Barkley in a 14 team, half PPR league. Mm-hmm. Uh, I traded Saquon Barkley in a 2021 third for Zeke Elliott. Uh, highly competitive team. You and I have gone head to head in the championship the last two years. Uh, and this year, we probably won't because I'll just dominate. but
1: yeah. I got to get there, man. My, my team is hurting. I got some, some injuries. I I'm, I'm down CMC right now. I, I'm hanging in there, but not, not as good as not looking as good as your team. That's for sure. Well, what do you um, think about something like that? I, I like it a lot. You know, um, the, the other Joe Trey Barrett, um, also made a, made a deal. I think the almost, maybe the exact same deal. Um, and it might've been but, the same
0: owner. I was trying to, yeah, I think I, it was, I, did, I think I it did, was the wrote, same owner. When I saw the trade back, I was like, Oh, this is probably, Shout the out order. to
1: listener Matt Halverson. Um I made a deal with him this week too, but my, my deal involved getting Nick Foles in, in the Super Flex League, so not quite as exciting. But um, I, I like that return for, for Saquon because, I mean, Zeke, you're getting a guy that, that basically puts up the same, maybe even better production, and he's just a, a little bit older in that Dallas offense. I mean, it's, I, I just think it's a great deal. So I think that's about that the best you could hope to get um, for Saquon Barkley right now. At like least Saquon
0: you, in only one other spot. And I'm sh- I, i I'm debating whether or not I blow up the team again in that league or if I move Saquon for something, because the team isn't overly competitive. I've been okay in the first couple of weeks, but that's nothing to do with the quality of the team. So it's an ideally of a pickle.
1: Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot more Saquon moves. I- I've been contemplating or where I've got Saquon. I've- I haven't made any moves yet, but... Um, something I've been thinking about and I I like that that idea of trying to get the Zeke owner to send me Zeke for Saquon I I think that just makes a lot of sense on so many different levels especially if they've had other injuries and they're struggling yeah and and honestly that could be a huge win because as we've talked about before you know that was not a not a a clean tear so Saquon could have some I, I mean I don't expect it especially knowing Saquon Barkley he's just such a physical specimen but there's a world where he struggles and, and comes back and he's not hundred percent. And next year is kind of a choppy year. And then you're looking at 2022 for him hopefully to come back and, and, and put up these huge numbers. So the I giants love, I love, are
0: also terrible. Like they are, they're really worse bad. than I thought they were. And that I didn't think much of them and way like way worse <laughs> than I thought they were. So I, I just don't know. I think Ryan, you all know who needs to trade for Saquon the 49ers <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: i'm not even a 49 fan but oh he would
1: fit in so well yeah 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 and you know with a two-minute warning here I, I i just want to say that uh, you know I, I think this week serves as a reminder with with COVID 19 with what's happened with the titans that you know the, the, there's going to be some unusual things that happen this season so try to be prepared you know, in your your redraft leagues, if you don't necessarily always carry an extra quarterback or something, maybe consider doing that. And in your dynasty leagues, you know, look at your depth on your bench. And, and you know, dynasty is, I don't think it's as big an issue, Will, because, you know, most of your dynasty leagues, you got plenty of players on your bench that you can plug in. It's not like you can get a lot off the waiver wire anyway. But, you know, with, with this thing happening, you know, COVID-19, as much as we want it to go away – it's not going to go away for a while. It's going to be here with, you know, no matter if a vaccine comes out tomorrow, that's, they still got to get that thing distributed and there are all kinds of complications. So anyway, long story short, let's not forget about COVID, how it might impact the season. So try to think strategically in your leagues and think ahead where it might bite you and, and plan accordingly. So with that, well, I think we're going to call it a, a night or a day, whenever you might be listening to this. We are the fantasy Joes. Um, we us on Twitter. We're at FF Joes on Twitter. My Twitter handle is at Rital Librarian. Will's is at FantasyJoe underscore Will. You can support us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash FantasyJoes. On behalf of Will the Thrill Greenwood, I am Ryan Livergood, and we are the Fantasy Joes.
0: And next time on the Patreon Joes, Ryan, I am going to let out a deep, dirty secret. It's not really dirty. This is a deep secret that I have a fear about in my future life. So you will That's learn nice. something about me.
1: It's a nice tease. You do the rap song that you created for me as well. No,
0: I want to, I got to get a few more bars in there. Okay. I was, right. I was doing it in my way, uh car on the way home and I was going to sing it to you again, but I was like, I've already done one vox just to Ryan, everybody with my, my, uh, my lyrics laying them down and it's going to be good. It's going to be good. I got some good ones in there. Just so you know, rhyming things with Ryan is not just like a, you know, simple walk in the park task, but I'm up to it and I'm going to get it. Ryan,
1: flying, lying, crying, styling. Styling is not rhyme. Uh, okay, I'm sorry, it's late. We got to go. See right. Right. you. Ryan, I, I got late. frying, <laughs> crying, Ryan, ing <Shying. laughs> Uh-huh, 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 uh-huh. Just yourselves, uh-huh. yourself, everybody. So <laughs>